This season of Well and Good is sponsored by Subaru, the perfect car for living a full life in New Zealand. New Zealanders are doers, the type of people who are always pushing to sneak a little more out of life. We're up early to sneak in a morning swim or out surfing to catch that one last wave. If you want to do a little extra, do it in an all-wheel drive Subaru. (laughs) That's me. It was me boxing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wondered what was going on, if it was a sneeze or something. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was doing that because our guest today on the podcast is none other than Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker! <laughs> Did I just nail that? Yeah, you nailed that. Uh, really interesting chat. The guy is an absolute legend. We talk about all things boxing. We talk about his training regime. We talk about um, in his training camps. He's currently over in Vegas training for an upcoming fight. Uh, what about what else we cover? His family, family life. Yeah, lots about family life, and we also talked about how he deals with the mental side of boxing. Because I can't even, I can't even imagine what would be going through your mind when you're about to step into the ring with another huge guy and get punched in the face. Mm, well, hopefully not get punched in the face. Anyway, it's an awesome chat. We hope you love it, and here we go. Guys, so this is uh, pretty exciting today. We have the legend Joseph Parker. That's <laughs> <Legend>. today. <laughs> <laughs> good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh. Yeah, man. thanks for jumping on. All yeah, good, all good. it's yeah. it's awesome to to finally meet you because obviously we know so much about you. We've seen so so much of you when we actually meet you. So it's cool to sit down and just have a good yarn. Just have a chat, a bit of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah how's life? How's life been? Life is good. This is probably the longest time I've actually uh, been home mm. since I've turned professional and I've been fighting professionally for the last six years so this is, a, this is the longest I've been home and I spend a lot of time with my my two daughters and my partner mm-hmm. and doing work around the house and mowing the lawns actually the lawns are pretty you know high at the moment so I have to get back to that but oh, I'm just I'm enjoying life yeah, yeah. Thing is, loves a good lawn mow don't you I don't mind mowing the lawn yeah <laughs> That's it's satisfying. a good workout it's a workout yeah yeah totally yeah. you just came off uh, quite a good win just before <clears throat> Christmas hey we needed a win after two losses so it was good to get a win and, uh, you know, start, it's like starting from scratch again, you know, two losses and then you have to build yourself up again to fight for the title yeah. or to be unified champion. Because yeah. I'd imagine after a loss, like how, how does that knock your confidence or how, how do you kind of come back after a loss? When I first experienced a loss, it was a, it's a different experience than winning. You know, usually your hand's raised, but then, you know, you're just standing there going pretty awkward. and You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, yeah. you know, and the winner is that guy and you're just like, oh. And then you just a, leave? You're just like, yeah, no, right, and then, you, know, you just, you know, you just leave and you don't get interviewed. It's <laughs> 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 not like the usual, you know, thing yeah. that happens. But um, uh, with the training I did, I put in everything I could into training. So when I lost, I accepted it a lot easier. Like um, whatever happens in the ring, it happens. Yeah. You know, the better man won on the day. It doesn't mean he's a better f- fighter or a better boxer, but on the day, he was better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because that's, I mean, with your fights, like, the the fights that you've lost have been pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I think it was very close. I think with the Joshua fight, it was 12 rounds. And he probably won by, I don't know, two or three rounds. And then Dylan White, it was a very close fight. So I think it's a, a good indication that we belong at the top level. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. Yeah. And how did you actually get into boxing? How how long have you been doing I, it? I've, I started fighting. I mean, I got into it when I was about three years old. 
Wow. So my dad's named after a boxer. His, his name is Dempsey, and he's named after a guy named Jack Dempsey. He used to be champion back in the day. A lot of speed, power. And he was named Dempsey. I'm not sure why. My, my grandma must have been listening to the radio back in the day and, and heard the name Dempsey. And then she's like, yeah, your That's name's going to be Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he, as a baby, someone stood on his leg. So one leg is skinny, the other leg, he limps everywhere. But he loved boxing. And he had street fights, and you know, but he couldn't uh, fight in the ring. So as a, as a young boy... He introduced myself and my younger brother John into boxing at a very young age by just you know, holding up his hand and telling us to punch it. Mm. And then from then on, he took us to different gyms and I had my first fight at 12 years old. Wow. I was short and, and chubby. <laughs> but the guy I fought was was shorter and, and chubbier. So, you wanna... <laughs> so he made me look I was in shape. I was in shape. <laughs> it was a confidence <laughs> yeah, it was a, You know, I saw him and I was like, okay, I'm all right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so then you've just like grown up around boxing your whole life pretty much. Yeah, and then we, you know, started off with, at the age of 12, traveling to Rotorua, Taupo, going Palmerston North, Wellington for all these different amateur tournaments. And then at the age of 16, I traveled the world, you know, went to India, China, Azerbaijan, Serbia, representing New Zealand. And wow. I think that was the reason why, you know, seeing it as an amateur, being able to you know, get good results around the world and medals, and then I was able to you know, find the right team and, and sign with them. How's it, how's it been finding the right team? What's, the, like, the history of your team, Parker? You know, I missed out on the Olympics. You know, mm. the goal was for the Olympics, but I missed out on a tournament, which was a qualifying tournament, Oceania. So, but the guys at the Olympics, I beat five guys there at the Olympics, but I couldn't attend because I, did, I lost one tournament that was a qualifying tournament. Really? So That's I beat unfair. I beat the number two in the world. I beat you know the, this German one. I beat another. I beat all of them. And then, well, so, most so, of them. so what about the next Olympics? Can you go to the next Olympics? No. So as soon as you turn professional, you're out of the the okay. Olympic uh, sort of right. you know, level. Yeah. So the, the Olympics is only for amateur boxing. Okay. So how does it work? But what about like tennis and stuff like that? Those tennis players are professionals, but they can play tennis. I know. I think they should have professional boxing in the. Yeah. Yeah. It be, seems like it doesn't make sense. No, yeah. not really. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's a really we, good thing. To yeah, we should, start, <laughs> we a should start a petition. <laughs> Professional boxing in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah because I'm write Joseph a wants to go to the Olympics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And New Zealand wants Joseph to go to the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag Joseph for gold. But boxing's a you know boxing's a big sport around the world. You know, you take um, Cuba for example. You take America, UK. You know they support their fighters. Even Australia. You know, and as an amateur, New Zealand. When you're, when you're representing New Zealand as an amateur, you have to pay your own way to travel the world. So my parents, a credit card to India, credit card to Serbia. My coach at the time chipped in for Azerbaijan. It's only the big sort of um, competitions like the Commonwealth and the Olympics that they sort of got behind you. Mm. You know, I'm lucky I made it because otherwise my parents' cards would be still, <laughs> you know, like overdraft, overdraft. <laughs> yeah, like they're just hoping yeah, that one they're, day they're, it'll they're, pay off, eh? I think they prayed real hard. <laughs> Yeah. You know? yeah look, no, that's the thing, right? That there's no money in it until you get until you get until actually you get big, make a name and then there's heaps of money in it. And then there's you know, wow, look at that, that's yeah. nice, you know, nice figure. But it's so hard to get to that point. It's very hard. Yeah, mm. and it's not guaranteed as well. And so, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not even guaranteed. Mm. Imagine you get a, a bad injury, or you know, you lose an arm, or God forbid, you lose a finger, or whatever. You know, then you can't really yeah. box. So. Yeah. Have you have you had any bad injuries? I've busted my eardrum. I've had surgery on both elbows. I've I got you know, my whole body is pretty. There's a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, but you know what? I can still fight. <laughs> so let's go. <laughs> right here. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of injuries. But we got the right people behind us. You know, we got doctors. 
uh, physios, neuromuscular specialists, you know, who, who sort of take care of us and make sure that we're ready to fight another day. Mm. Yeah. And do you find that, I guess, that the more skilled you are and the higher level that you are, the less injuries you get? Yeah. The less, yeah. The, the higher, I mean, yeah, the more skill you have, you don't really tend to make the mistakes that you're making when you're sort of starting off and sort of, you know, learning boxing. Mm. So. Yeah, and your form would be a lot better. Like, I remember seeing Art fight, and that was on, on the same night that we saw you fight. Yeah. And that was the second time I'd seen you, because the first time we went to a boxing night, and the ones before you, I got really nervous, because they seemed a little mismatched, didn't they? Yeah, they Some were. of them, it's important. The matching's very important. Yeah. Some of them are just, you know, you can tell as soon as they enter the ring, okay, what's... Yeah, because yeah. I remember seeing one, and this poor guy just got absolutely smashed, and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be Blood everywhere. Yeah, but then I saw you fight, and it wasn't hard to watch. Like, I wasn't like, oh, someone's getting beaten. It, How were you it watching It was just him? this really... How were you oh, watching oh, That yeah, was like, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But then I got really into it because he started winning and then it was oh, really yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> but at the start, I was like... And how did you oh. find, obviously, you know, being in a ring, how was it with your, your mind? Oh, man. And so that's... I mean, that's what I want to talk to you about, the mental side of it. Because for me, it was just the hardest thing I've ever had to do mentally. Yeah. I mean, physically, training for my fight was... I, I probably became the fittest I've ever been. But then mentally, I was just completely drained, you know, when I, before I even stepped into the ring. I couldn't even, for probably like two months leading up to the fight, it's all I could think about was you really, the did fight. You, what about your sleeping and your eating? Sleep, sleep was okay. Was I'm right? sort of, yeah, I think I was okay sleeping, but I like, couldn't even hold a conversation with, with you. On the that? drive down to Hamilton, he didn't say one word. And, yeah. and so then I was kind of trying to distract him and like, blah, 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 trying to talk heaps. And he was just staring straight ahead, didn't say a thing. So I was like, <laughs> okay, he's, totally. He's in the zone. So, so after the fight, like you asked me just before, before we started the podcast, if I'd do another fight and... I don't know if I would just because it was such a drain. So it like consumed my whole mind for like yeah. months beforehand. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you deal with that? Uh, well, obviously, you know, I've, done, I've been doing it for years. So I've got a, a little bit of experience, you know, when I enter the ring and, and being sort of strong with the mind. But you know, during camp, you know, I, I speak to a mental coach once or twice a week. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, when I train and I put everything into training, when I go into the fight, I think for me, that's when I have to enjoy myself and it's a time for me to dance under the lights as long as I've done everything before the fight and whatever happens you know you can't really help it yeah. you can't really you can't plan for what's going to happen whatever happens happens but as long as you've done everything right leading up you'll be fine have you found you know you want to get that perfect combination of the adrenaline pumping to give you your strength and and make you go hard, but you don't want to overdo it so that it drains you of yeah, energy, yeah. right? Have you have you had fights where you've been drained before you oh, even yeah. stepped in? One of the fights that I had was with Dillian White, mm. you know, and I went into the fight with my plan. Plan was move well, fight with speed, angles, and you won't catch you, which is what I was doing for the first two rounds. And as soon as I got the headbutt, it changed my whole, like, oh, I felt like I was in a daze. I just felt like I was sort of in and out of the fight. And then I think that's where the experience came into play. I was able to sort of go on autopilot and not be stopped. Yeah. And so there's many things in boxing where you can't really predict what's going to happen. Like you can't go into training and go, okay, you know what, sparring partner, you hit butt me on a set round two <laughs> and I'm going to prepare for it because it's going to happen in the fight. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? You can't really. So you have to, um, you know, whatever happens in the fight, you just have to adjust and you have to just, uh, you know, try your best. Yeah, so experience is a huge, <clears throat> very. It's a huge thing in boxing. Yeah, yeah. So, and because you're, I mean, you're still pretty young. You're 27, right? Yeah, yeah. 27. Yeah. What's the? Is there like a, a prime age for boxers? Heavyweights prime 
timers 30 years old onwards. Okay. As oh, a heavyweight. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finishing at 31. I'm, really? Uh, not, if, if, I, if I'm dominating and I'm beating everyone at 31, then I'll carry on, you know, I'll keep collecting those belts. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if I'm not champion of the world by 31, I'm, I'm out. I'm, yeah. Cool. I want to do what you guys are doing and, you know, be, Have part, a of, be part of the team and yeah. this is, we're, we're going to open our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be the well, well and good, good. with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda and Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, cool. And probably spend some time with your family and... Yeah, yeah spend some time with the family, do some other stuff, you know. I want to set myself up now and my family for when I retire. I want to retire and, you know, they're set up for life. You don't have to worry about a thing. You know, it's good to... Yeah, look into other things like invest. I'm reading some books that I'm really into at the moment, you know, yeah. Warren Buffett books and uh, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And yeah. so there's a lot of things that you can learn from reading these books, investing well, what to do with your money, blah, 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 blah. Totally. Totally. I, yeah, I've read that Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. Oh, I, like I loved book. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's simple and it's the sort of stuff that I wish that we were taught at school, you know? It's like, very simple. It's simple, but it's like, as soon as you think about it, you're like, damn. Why didn't I think about that in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing, because you're kind of chucked in, in the deep end in terms of investments, because it's not as if you kind of learn anything at, at school or or after school until you want to do it. And until then you want to do it, then like, you sort of put your... Got no you know, idea. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I'm keen to talk about your training and, and how, how you train, because yeah. it was interesting seeing the difference between an amateur fight, like arts, that, that was still, you know, great, but I Thanks. mean... <laughs> but, <laughs> It was still great. But you know, that that was six two minute rounds, right? No. No, three. three. Two it was three rounds. two minute rounds. By the third round, both you and Zach were like, couldn't even hold your I can arms stand up, hey? up. And your punches were, were so slow. But you know, when you were in the training, did you feel like you could do more in training than you did in the fight? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was training doing nine, nine two minute rounds. Wow. And after that, I was like, Still felt reasonably. Because that's the fine. adrenaline, right? That just drains Must it out. Of you. I think it's what you mentioned before. When you when you're going to the fight, you're sort of like your mind's everywhere. Like, okay, how am I going to look? The crowds going to be massive. Crowds going to be on TV. Oh my gosh! And all these things play in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And Seen that? Start. Like Art trained so hard for for months. Well, he looked good. Yeah, exactly, and absolutely Thanks, nailed Jeff. it. <laughs> but you know, it's like I'm I'm keen to know how like what your training plans. Yeah, so are. we um as soon as we lock in a, a sort of fight date. We we get uh, ten weeks to be in camp, so we'll be in Vegas for eight weeks, and then we'll be if the fight's in the UK two weeks before the fight will be there, or in New Zealand or wherever it is. And uh, leading up to the fight, we train three times a day and six days a week. So Monday to Saturday, we train three times a day. The only day off we have is Sunday. Yeah. But we you know take Monday for example, wake up in the morning around four fifty five a.m. We'll run five miles. Depending on how you feel, five, three miles, what's that, five kilometers, eight kilometers. And you have breakfast, which is nice and healthy. You have a little nap, then you get up and you go to the gym and you do strength and conditioning for two hours. Wow. So that's all these, you know, uh, workouts, weights, you know, explosive, you know, exercises. And then you have lunch and rest, which is another healthy meal. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the gym and do an hour and a half, two hours of boxing. So that's about what, five hours of training a day. Wow, that's yeah, that's, that's a, intense. That's a decent amount it's of training. It's pretty intense, yeah. What's yeah. your What's your favorite part of the training? Do you like doing the weight stuff? Would you like doing more boxing type? I like training? punching people in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before the last fight uh, that we had in December fifteen, we sparred over a hundred rounds of sparring, and we wow. flew in guys from you know we fly in three to four guys all over America that are similar to the guy we're fighting, and yeah. we spar them, you know, I don't know how many rounds we we spar them three times a week. Eight, ten rounds. And how do you find the difference between um, the American 
sort of training system in the New Zealand one? Like, is there America is on another level, really, in terms of training, and you know, we have access to sparring partners. We have facilities that, you know, are next level. The guy that I'm training with, you know, I train with Kevin, but the strength trainer that I train with is a guy named Mark Phillip. He used to be, you know, I think he was the strongest man in the world, or he competed to be the strongest man in the world. We got a lot here, but just different there with boxing. Boxing's not really the same here as it is there. So your training camps are always in Vegas for Always, reason. always in Vegas, yeah. yeah. And plus it's elevated. It's 2,500 feet above sea level, so a little bit harder to breathe. Oh, and yeah. then uh, I get way more distractions, you know. It's funny saying that because it's Vegas, but I get more distractions in New Zealand. Oh, you totally will with your family here. Oh, family, yeah. you know, nice bakery down the road. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Cousins coming over, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as you said, you love a pie. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, I got. What's my, your favorite flavor? I got many. It depends on the day, you know. Yeah. Bacon and egg, there's steak and cheese, there's yeah. mince pie. Oh, bacon and they egg. They even you have know, sausage school. rolls. Yeah, you know, there's mm. Graham Ave. Oh, Graham Ave Bakery. Shout out to Graham Ave Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> so what about so what about during the year when you're not training for a fight? Like, do you do you <clears> keep fit generally? Believe it or not, in the six years I've been a professional, this is the first time I've actually. <laughs> Kept in shape after a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I just finally found how important it is to keep in shape. <laughs> it's not, you know. Finally, I mean? just been like, actually. The other no. times I've just let myself go, and yeah. you know, I went. I fought at 107 kgs. When I entered the training camp for the Joshua fight, I was 122 wow. kgs. I was, you know, I was chubba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was fat. So that so that was more fat than muscle. Yeah, that was that was fat. And then yeah. I had I spent most of the camp losing the weight to come down to 107. Okay. Which is a waste of time. I should be in camp learning the skills and techniques and improving on, you know, sparring and, and the punches instead of trying to lose the weight. So yeah. now I've actually been able to maintain a better weight than 122. Yeah. <laughs> and how are you doing that? Just less pies? Uh, yeah. Better eating, <laughs> training every day. Yeah. You know, not just cruising around with my friends and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you've got a fight coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're looking at uh, Chisora is our option yeah. that we like. We like to fight him in July in the UK, London O2 Arena. But um, at the moment, we're looking at, you know, we're just talking to different promoters there are. There's uh, obviously the bigger promoters. You know, Duco Events is a, the promoter that I'm with, but there's Bob Aram who looks after you know, his own promotion company. There's Al Heyman, there's Eddie Hearn, and these are the big dogs. You know, they've got ESPN on their side. They've got The Zone, which is another network. So we're looking at signing, you know, a three to four fight deal with someone who wants to take us. So, so that's kind of how it works. Like, if you want to fight someone, you just say, "I want to fight this person," and then you approach a bunch of and you approach promoters and then to make it work. manager, then promoter, then TV network, depending on who they're signed with. Yeah. It's all, you know, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a quite a unique <clears throat> sport in that way, isn't it? Like, it's not just you know the best fighting the best, or you know, no, nah, it's, yeah, and it's, it should be the best fighting the best, but it's not even straightforward. Nah. It's like. You go here, then there's a hurdle. Okay, you go here, there's another hurdle. Then you go here, and then there's a hurdle, and you're like, all right, just cancel it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm so, out. Yeah. Do, do you ever think that? Do you ever feel like, oh, man, I just can't be bothered. This is too hard. It's too political. Yeah, sometimes it is. But I think, take uh, you know myself and Joshua, for example. We both wanted to unify the bouts, and then it was, it was, it was easy because you know, we, we accepted what they gave us and because we wanted to unify. But then these, these other guys out there saying they want to unify, but they just can't make the deal happen, you know. Someone, it's all about egos, you know. I, I, yeah. I should be. I'm worth more than him, you know. I got two belts, he's got one, so it's all, it's yeah. all in the air. And you were, I'm telling us, just before we started recording that you, you just text your mates and you're like, hey, you wanna fight? 
And I yeah, love that. I, That's I, I so, mean, so you know, cool. Takes Dylan, Dylan White knows I'll, I'll call him out in the media. I want to fight him rematch. <laughs> and then we text each other. Hey, he texts me like, hey, Uso. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I him, like, hey, what's up, brother? <laughs> and then, he, you know, he likes the G-Shock I was wearing. He said, hey, can I have one? So I, you know, sent my sister and she's, she sent him a G-Shock. <laughs> text Fury, you're going to go watch him fight in June. Yeah. Texting uh, Gerald Miller, who's fighting Joshua. We're, I think we're all friends, even though we, we want to fight each other. But we're all friendly behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, that's a sign of a true professional, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, respect. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a gentleman sport. You know, we've yeah. got to be gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Are, there any, are there any people that you you don't get on with? Joshua. Yeah. Joshua's yeah. the only one that I don't really, you know, after the fight, we didn't really speak or we don't we don't text each other. Like, hey, Josh, how's it going? <laughs> he's not getting a G-Shot. <laughs> no, he's not getting no one. He's got Hublot. <laughs> and he's got, you know, the other massive, you know, massive brand watches. Yeah. I should text him, like, hey, I like your Hublot. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a quick message from our sponsor, Subaru. Every new Subaru in New Zealand has all-wheel drive as standard. So this means that no matter what kind of road or surface you find yourself on, with Subaru's all-wheel drive, you can drive in confidence. But what does all-wheel drive mean? Great question, Matt. Thanks for asking. All-wheel drive distributes power to all four wheels, which gives you twice the grip of those vehicles that aren't all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. All-wheel drive is just one of many safety features that Sabara's five-star safety range has, and it gives us comfort that Baby Green will be travelling both safely and in style in our Sabaros. Another awesome thing people don't realise about Sabaros is that you don't have to pay extra for all-wheel drive. It's included in the price. So check out the Sabaru all-wheel drive range at sabaru.co.nz. And um, can you tell us a little about your social enterprise that you've got? Yeah, the, um, the Team Park initiative mm. that we have. We set it up as a team because for us, we see a lot of you know, young kids growing up who love sports, but they don't have the equipment to, to be able to fulfill what they want to do in the sport. And for us as a team, Team Parker, we want to give sporting equipment to the kids who don't have it. You know, we get the opportunity here in New Zealand. We get, you know, we get sporting equipment. We get taught. You know, we've got food. We've got everything. But some of them in the islands don't have the sporting equipment. So we've started off with Samoa. We, we're sending you know, rugby balls. Um, netballs, and we want to sort of expand to all the Pacific Islands one day. Awesome. And how does it work? Do you fundraise? It's or? like you buy a shirt, buy a, a, a piece of Team Parker merchandise, and we donate a free piece of sporting equipment. And then, uh, and we're working closely with Rebel Sports mm-hmm. and the Passing uh, Forward Initiative as well. Oh, that's awesome. So when when Samoa is beating the All Blacks in rugby in a couple of years' time, it's all because of you. So you know, New I, 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 be angry. I wouldn't want to take the credit, but you know, it's, you know, there's something helping them, and it's probably the rugby balls we're sending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's having an actual ball. Mm. But I think it's important uh, being able to get some success in life. So we just got to give it back to you know, give it back to the community. Yeah. And exactly. those who are less fortunate. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Yeah, because I guess that's, it seems like such an, an easy fix as well to, to kind of get more young people into sport if they've just got the equipment. And even if they're not doing it professionally, they can just do it to, to be involved, mm-hmm. to feel like they're part of a team, and then just to, um, to keep fit and actually keep active. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's so good for, their, for your physical health, but also for your mental well-being, yeah. just like socialising with your teammates and playing a sport and... And I know that if you, for me, when I keep active and, and train and go to the gym, I feel more alive, more energy, 
But when I'm cruising around with my mates having fun, <laughs> I just want to stay at home and sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it happens though, eh? It like happens. It's, it's kind of a cycle that feeds itself, you know, like when you're, when you're healthy and you're exercising, you've got more energy to then do more activity. Yeah, you do just way like more activity. Yeah. So that's why I've, you know, I've planned to keep it, keep active and healthy. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> win some fights. Have you got any special tactics that you're like working on that people haven't done yet? That you're like, oh, gonna, can you share that though? That yeah. Well, you don't have to tell I us just what want they to be, are. To be honest, I just want to be more aggressive. And I want to, instead of running around and dancing around the ring like Cinderella Man or something, you know, I want to go forward and put on pressure. Mm. Yeah. I know that my movement's good, but I just want to throw more punches and I want to chase them down. Do, cool. you, do you ever get scared in the ring? The only time I got scared was when I was an amateur mm. and I didn't train hard. And then I went into the fight, you know, I was 118 kgs and I've never trained and I went to represent New Zealand and Serbia. And I was thinking to myself, you know, you start questioning yourself, am I ready? You know, what am I going to look like? And as soon as you got that self-doubt, then Yeah, as soon as you, you know, once you're um, double-minded, then it's not really, you've got to go into a fight with full confidence. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to break and fold. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I just think boxes are amazing for just getting up there and, you know, getting in someone's face and fighting, like getting hurt and fighting each other. And I always think they must be terrified, but it's nah, just it's all part of it. I, I mean, guess. Yeah, That's what you I train mean, for. You train for it, you love it, you got the passion for it. So, mm. you know, you're willing to get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's sore. No, do you know what? When I had the Dylan White fight and I got punched in the face and, and head butted and everything, I wasn't, I know, I was dizzy and all that, but I didn't really feel the pain until the next day. And then I went home and, and had a feed with the, the team. And I went to and I went to lay down and my ear was like an elf ear because like, my whole head swelled up. So oh. and I was self-conscious because, you know, I looked like an elf. <laughs> so I slipped on it even though it hurt to try and make it go down. <laughs> and my head was all bruised up. I was, you know, I was sore. Oh. I went into the plane like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you don't feel a thing, eh, when you're in you the You don't ring. feel a thing when you're in the ring. No. But when you're out of the ring, you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, there it is. is. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> So you said you've got like a mindset um, or like a, a mental coach that you see when you're in camp like twice a week. What sort of stuff do you work on? We work on many things. We work on structure. We work on when I go into sparring and I'm doing well or if I'm not feeling like there's not, no, every training camp, there's always times where I feel like crap. No, I go into training one day and I can't even punch the bag and I'm still trying to push myself through. And he, he sort of guides me through the good, the good times and the bad times. And also, like like I said, structure is very really important, and sleeping pattern. And he talks about there's a lot of meditation that we do. I actually got a booklet at home. I should have brought it. It's got all my notes. Oh really? Yeah. I, I look like a professor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. So with your sleep, have you got to be like in bed by a certain time? Lights off, all this sort of stuff. It's important to be in bed early and, and nights off, and that. But I, I'm a late nighter. I sleep real late. I'm not sure why. <laughs> That's right. And then sleep in. And then. No. But you do you, I sleep, you try and get a certain amount around you 11, try and... and then I'll wake up at four thirty or five and run and but we get naps in between when we're okay. camp, so that's yeah. that sort of saves me. So it's kind of the same amount of sleep, just broken up. Yeah, just broken up into yeah. little bits and pieces. Yeah. And what what about the meditation stuff that you do? What do you do for that? Like actually, guided uh, meditation? Do you use he apps? sort of, he guides me. Okay. And then there's a few things that some CDs and and sort of. Um, Things that I listen to, you know, he sends it to me, I listen to it, and all of a sudden I'm out, like, you know, five, five, ten minutes, and then it's a half an hour listening, but five or ten minutes, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty powerful. Like. It's powerful, you know, it's, it's interesting, very interesting, you know, all the different methods and theories that he uses to try and help me. And have you noticed a difference since you started oh, doing it? Oh, big difference. 
you know, he's, you know, speaking to a mental coach or, or having that sort of guidance or help behind the scenes that no one knows about, it's very important. And I feel it uh, makes a big difference leading up to a fight or not even a fight in life. Because you know, not only the fights are hard, but there's other things in life. You know, everyone goes through trials and, you know, and it's good to have someone there to help you through not only the good times, but the bad times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they say that with things like meditation and mindfulness that you practice it when times are good so that you're prepared when, yeah, when times, when times are, are bad. Yeah. yeah. Or when times are average. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or head-butted. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever get punched in the stomach? Um... You get a couple of side ones, didn't you? I got a side one, yeah. No, not in the stomach. Not. It's because, it, honestly, what I find sore, right, is right in the sternum oh, yeah. or yeah. the liver shot. I got punched once by Andy Ruiz right in the middle, right? And I and it's sore, but no one knew I was sore because I was dancing around smiling, <laughs> trying to hide it. Because if you show that you're sore, they're going to attack you. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's a bit of a mind game, eh? You've got oh, it yeah. just constantly. So I, I was smiling, but deep down inside, I was like, bro, this is... Oh. <laughs> yeah, ow. But I'm just like, yeah, you... Everything's still whatever. That's why I reckon I can be an actor. Yeah. Hey, you there know? we go. That's your future career. Yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're not Post leading the world at 31, then no, acting. Yeah. And acting, you're just, hey, The Rock, hey, Rock, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you please help me? <laughs> <laughs> so And so you're heading over quite soon for your training camp, right? <clears throat> Most probably, yeah, as and soon as we lock in a fight. Yeah. And the, But you've also got your daughter being born really soon yeah. too, huh? Yeah, she's, uh, she's due in the end of May. Wow. So thirty girl, thirty girl. You know, it's, girl. they say that that you know, when you have just girls, it's a blessing, and you're just a blessed person. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're blessed. You're blessed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and do you think you um you'll try and get them into boxing? Um, if they want to get into boxing, I'll support them. Yeah. Whatever they want, I think whatever they want to do in life, as long as you get behind them and support them, you know, they they're free to choose whatever they want to do. Mm. All right. Well, on on that note, um. Thanks so much for, for coming to chat to us. It was oh, well, really, good. really awesome. Let's yeah. do this again. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> post the win. Yeah. After, yeah, post the win. Yeah. It's coming in and we can chat about how I knocked him out, you know. Yeah, exactly. How you yeah. headbutted him. How I headbutted him instead of me. <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. Got him in the sternum. Need him in the sternum. We'll <laughs> <laughs> turn this to an MMA match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Yeah, thank thanks a lot. Thank you, thank you. Oh, if people want to get in touch with you, what's your, like, how, what's your Instagram handles There's and all that sort of stuff? Joe Boxer Parker. On uh, Instagram and, and Twitter, and then uh, just Joseph Parker on Facebook, or just email me, you know. Oh, jpddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddddd
<laughs> or tell your friends. It's super easy. It takes two seconds and it would mean so much to us. Bye. Bye. Bye.